Hello, this is Jim Walsh, and welcome to my podcast called On Eagle's Wings. You know, there's much in the world today that we love, and I suspect that we are living during a time where people want us to love everything and not dislike or hate anything. And yet, it's not possible to love everything and hate nothing. We all have our likes and our dislikes. Each of us as individuals find things that we prefer one over another, and we see that as being normal. You have one ball team that you like, and I have a different one. It doesn't necessarily mean that your team is inferior or that my team is inferior. It just means that because of our background, because of our preferences, we like one over the other. And yet when we think about these things, we recognize it's not possible to hate everything and it's not possible to love everything. In fact, if we tried to love everything, we would make no distinctions whatsoever. And yet the Bible tells us that we must be able to make distinctions. We have to know the difference between that which is true and that which is false, that which is light and that which is dark, that which is right, that which is wrong. We have to know the difference between God and Satan. And so the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we have a standard that we apply in helping us to understand one versus the other, preferring the better over the lesser. And even in the scriptures it tells us that with respect to the concept of love, There are some things that we're not to love. Now, you would probably guess immediately one of those would be sin. We're not to love sin. But the scriptures also place it in the realm of our being able to distinguish one from the other and recognize that the lesser one can lead to worse things. So we want to just spend a little bit of time today thinking about the phrase, love not, as we find it in the scriptures, and how it points to some things that we are not to love. The first one is probably one of the ones that most people would be familiar with, if you're familiar with the New Testament scriptures, and that's John's first epistle, 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, where the inspired apostle clearly says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for ever. There's a contrast that is made there, the contrast between the things that God desires that we focus on and the things that Satan is trying to get us to focus on, the things that are of the world, that deal with the concept of lust, of covetousness, of an overwhelming desire to have. And so John said that if we love those things of the world, we can't have the love of the Father in us. We cannot be manifesting the lifestyle that he says we need to leave. Why? Because that lifestyle, 
That lifestyle that is in the world, he said in verse 16, is a lifestyle that is full of the flesh. It is a lifestyle that determines according to the eyes. It is a lifestyle that it determines according to the pride of life. We can't have those things. We've got to have left those things if we want to have life with the Father. So, love not the things of the world. Well, Paul then mentions something in his first epistle to Timothy that we're not to love, and that is the love of money. He said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 9, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. We note that Paul did not say that money is the root of all evil. Sometimes people make that quote, and it's an improper quotation. It is a twisting of the scriptures. He said, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is an immaterial object. It, it does not have a positive or a negative spiritual value. It can be used for good or it can be used for evil. A person's means of gaining wealth can be done in a good way just as well as it could be done in an evil way. So money is not under consideration here. It is the love of money. It is the desire for wealth. In our culture, a man is seen as successful or a woman if he or she is rich. But God doesn't judge things that way. Consider, if you will, what God tells us through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. He said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Determining a person's value dependent upon their bank account is not the way God does things. A wealthy person can be faithful to God just as well as a poor person can be faithful to God. And a wealthy person can be unfaithful to God just as much as a poor person can be unfaithful. What God is pointing us to is not to be overcome by a determination to have more and more and more. Paul, in writing to Timothy, said in verse 9, they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. That's their focus. Their focus is to evaluate their life and whether or not they're successful by how much they have. That is wrong. We are not to love money. Money is necessary in our current age as a means of exchange, and that is all, to provide our daily bread, to provide our clothing, to provide for our family, to provide a place to live. But beyond that, it has no greater value to God than simply as a means of exchange to get one item for another. Don't fall into the trap of loving money. A third area that we see that we are to be warned about with respect to things that we should not love are the praises of men. Consider what our Lord said in John's Gospel, John chapter 12, beginning in verse 37. It says here, But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. 
that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus had done these miracles before the religious leaders. They could not deny that the miracles were done. They could not answer Jesus in his questions to them. Instead, they just were silent. Why? Because if they said they believed Jesus, then they would be put out of the synagogue. Their life in that community would be over, and they would much rather have had that life than the life that God was providing. Now, we all enjoy when others speak well of us. We appreciate when we feel we're needed and that people like what we've done. But when the focus of our actions is simply to gain the approval of men, then we're doing it for the wrong reason. And this does seem to be the focus of our current culture, to be approved of others, to have as many likes, to have as many views, to gain the voice of the majority. Our motivation for our actions should not be the approval of others, the praise of men, but our motivation should be to please God. And whether others like that or not, that should be our reason for why we live the way that we live. And that really kind of brings us to our fourth and final one to think about, and that is that we should be the type of people who are not in love with our own selves. Let's note what Paul wrote to the Romans in Romans chapter 12, the first three verses there. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. The greatest failure that we can have in life is self-love. Now that doesn't mean we should hate ourselves. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is love of self over others, always wanting the preeminence, always wanting to be first, always wanting others to congratulate us before they congratulate anyone else. Paul here, in reminding us of our relationship with God in following his son Jesus Christ, reminds us of the life of Jesus, that it was a sacrificial and self-denying life. 
And he said, if we want to be the type of people whose lives are seen in that holy sacrifice, then we're to present our bodies here in chapter 12 of the book of Romans, verse 1, as a living sacrifice. Verse 2, by not being conformed to this world. Remember the scripture we read in the very beginning in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, love not the world. Paul is saying the exact same thing that the apostle John said, and why not? They both served the same God, and they both were given the same revelation. It should not surprise us that they say pretty much the exact same thing. Be not conformed to this world, Paul said, but be transformed. How? By renewing your mind. What does that mean? I don't see things the way people of the world see things. And that means I'm not going to think of myself above others. That doesn't mean that I hurt myself. It doesn't mean that I see myself as a wretched, lousy person. It simply means that I'm going to give way to others. I'm going to be thinking about others. I'm going to seek to help others. I'm going to be sharing what I have with others. I trust my Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ, to bring about an end that will please Him and grant unto me life eternal. Love can be a wonderful thing. It can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing if we love the wrong things. God tells us that we should love him and his son and his word, and obeying him have every expectation of life eternal. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Once again, this is Jim Walsh. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast on Eagle's Wings. I hope you have a wonderful day.